Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees pulled a surprising move, signed a two-year deal with Marcus Stroman, kind of unexpectedly there, but nevertheless, he gets comes the de facto, gets righty replacement to Luis Severino. Now, the Yankees may not be done with the starting rotation. Um, again, you know, really Stroman wasn't one of, one of the front runners there. It seemed like it was either going to be Blake Snell and or Jordan Montgomery, um, but it looks like actually the Yankees have also put out an offer there to Blake Snell, so this might be a two-for-one shot. Um, so either way, again, it's an improvement um, of of all three of them. I, I would say Marcus Stroman is the one I would least want, but if you can tell me it's Stroman and somebody else, then I'm a little bit okay with the with the move. So we'll get into the whole thing, dive into as well as some arbitration updates, you know, I mean, those are really just about dollar figures. You know, it's not like anyone's Yankees going to lose anybody. It's just how much money they're going to get. And the Yankees uh, settle arbitration with a boatload of players um, on the roster. So, again, we'll break that all down as well. But before we get started, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So, if it's your first time listening, follow, like, subscribe, get notified when new episodes go up. And also, go to the YouTube channel, the Section 420 Talking Yankees content there as well. And just put up a new episode uh, this uh, past Wednesday as well. Kind of get into this as well. Now, it might be a little outdated because Stroman wasn't signed at the time but kind of my take on you know why i felt maybe of the three stroman was probably the least likely to be signed but nevertheless looks like well got a little surprised here so just to jump into it so it's a two-year deal 37 million dollars so it's not a tremendous amount of money and look i think it's an okay deal i mean you're not stuck with the guy you know i think if it was like a four or five year deal i would be you know a little bit more against it i'm not totally against it now that's just a two-year deal uh which is pretty fair i mean he's 32 years old so you know it's not like he's still in his prime um, you know, he's a native New Yorker. He has pitched already in New York, uh, for the Mets, remember a couple of seasons ago. And most recently pitching the Cubs. That's so another big city team. And he's a two time all star. So, you know, I don't think he's, you know, intimidated by the stage. Um, he announced, uh, on his Twitter or his Instagram, whatever it is, you know, I am a New York Yankee. So it was not official yet. He said it's official and the reports out there saying he's a Yankee. So it's pretty much, you know, looks like a done deal at this time. And for the Yankees, look, it's an okay move. Again, last year, he was an all-star. Uh, now, he had a good first half of the season. Second half wasn't as great, but still was an all-star. And if you look at his career overall, 77 wins compared to 76 losses uh, with a career ERA 3.65. So, look, he's a good pitcher. My only you know, hesitation with him is this his attitude and would be able to fit in here. Um, you know, he's a type of player that's very active on Twitter. Uh, he answers fans back, which sometimes you like, sometimes you don't like. And, you know, what's going to happen if he gets booed and or, or gets pulled off the mound in a game or just has a bad streak, you know? Is he going to snap back at some of these fans or podcasters? Maybe even like this one. Who knows? Um, is, this like, is that the type of attention the Yankees want? I don't know. So, and you already have a guy like Carlos Rendon who you saw a couple instances last season where, you know, his attitude wasn't that great. Uh, you know, kind of blowing kisses at the Yankee fans, you know, walking off the mound there in Anaheim. And then having that other situation, but it was like his last start of the season at Yankee Stadium, like, Matt Blake came up to the mound, have a mound visit. He wasn't even making eye contact. He was like a very shrugging him off. And says, you know, like, do you want now two guys? We're not even sure about how, where their attitude is there. So, you know, that's the only reason I was against Stroman. I wasn't thinking he was a good quality pitcher. I know he's a good quality pitcher. It's just, I just know if he would fit in here. But if you tell him it's only a two-year deal, it's not terrible. If, again, if he did, it t- turns out a bit to be a bit of a headache. Because with a two-year deal, either, you know, someone may want to have, you know, trade value for him. because he's not. So let's just say the first year doesn't work out. Out, you can trade him off uh, during the offseason because then he only has one year left on his deal, and that's not really bad. You know, another team will take that up. Now he does have an, an option for a third year at eighteen point five million, uh, but even that is still again he makes him very tradable if you know the whole thing backfires there. So 
Given those conditions and it's only two years, I'll say it's an okay move by Cashman. There is a little risk, but not a ton of risk. Again, it's not a four or five year deal. So if it does, doesn't work out, you can trade him during the off season. Um, and as long as he's not just terrible or hurt, another team would likely, you know, take him on, even if you got maybe got to eat a little bit of the salary. So, you know, I think it's worth the shot. You know, it's a good move by Cashman. And if it turns out they can't land Blake Snell, which, you know, seemingly there's reports they put a contract offer out to him, it's not terrible. You only have the guy for two years. Now, you're going to tell me you have both. Then, then, then Marcus Stroman's almost gravy. You don't even think about him because then you all, you know, focused uh, totally on Blake Snell and having him and Cole and Rondon at the top of your rotation. And Stroman's almost something like you look at as the fifth star at that point. It's like, guy, whatever you give us is gravy. Don't worry about it. So if they can still land Snell here, then you, then you're really talking about a home run. Um, for uh, Hal Steinberg and Brian Cashman, because uh, then you would, you know, pretty stacked rotation. Now, we thought we had a stacked rotation going last season with Frankie Montas and Luis Severino and how that worked out. But I think Stroman and Snell are less likely uh, to be injured there. So I think that'd be much more substantial than last season with Severino and Montas when we thought we were going to have, a, again, a stacked uh, starting rotation. It turns out you know, it was in tatters the entire season. Only constant was Garrett Cole putting up a Cy Young Award type uh, caliber season that kind of masked a lot of that. But again, the Yankee rotation last season was not good at all. I mean, Nesta up and down, hurt, eventually had to yank him for the season. Severino in and out, hurt, eventually had to shut him down for the season. Rondon never got really season started until halfway. And then again, Hutt got himself hurt, came back, really wasn't effective. So again, the only bright spice was Cole and his, you know, some contributions from Clark Schmidt. So that's what we'll, we'll see with Snell, uh, you know, if Snell agrees to sign on. I mean, it's been more than a day now, this report that, you know, they gave him an office. So I don't know what he's waiting on. If he's waiting, you know, that supposedly other teams like Seattle also interested in him, but he has expressed interest in playing for the New York Yankees. So it's not like it's a part of him, like not wanting to be in New York. So maybe he's just fielding other offers right now just to see which is the best one for him. So that's that one. Uh, so I guess, yeah, again, he's going to be probably, the, you would consider him the, the de facto replacement for Luis Severino, again, as a righty in the starting rotation there. Now, as for, as for some arbitration news, and we knew this was going to happen, the Yankees had a bunch of players, mainly Juan Soto, who's entering an arbitration year. So the Yankees settled with like a whole bunch of guys. Uh, so it turns out Soto will be getting $31.5 million, So I believe that surpasses Otani's arbitration there. Uh, so if he wants to put that feather in his cap. As well as other players like Gleyber Torres will get bumped up to 14 million. It's pretty, you know, pretty big from uh, last year's nine. You get, get like a little under nine million ab abouts. Uh, but you figure it doesn't happen. Other you know, players like Trevino, Verdugo, Clay Holmes, um, so as well as Victor Gonzalez. Now he was the lefty that the Yankees got. Uh, that's kind of when they helped the Dodgers out a little bit. So it was a two for one swap. The Yankees sent them one prospect. The Yankees got two prospects back, and that was kind of the to help the Dodgers clear up their forty man roster. Uh, he gets a, again an arbitration deal as well there, so lock all those guys up. And they announced when uh, pitchers and catches will be reporting. So officially February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, kind of interesting. And then the full squad has to report by February twentieth. Uh, but sometimes you see players, even if they report there by the 20th, they show up a little early just to, you know, it's a good look and you want to, you got the facility and you want to work out a little bit and kind of break in a little bit. So you're not just on showing up there, you know, fresh as a daisy on February 20th, you know, you're kind of seasoned already while the 20th comes around. So don't be surprised. You see clips like someone like Judge or someone showing up a little early then. Uh, we saw that in the past. Remember, he was kind of tinkering around, playing a little first base there just in practice. So again, you see little funky things like that there, but I guess that will be the official schedule. So, uh, to the surprise of myself and maybe many others, looks like Marcus Stroman is a New York Yankee now. Again, initial reports is that, you know, he wanted to be Yankee and maybe Cashman wasn't interested in him. Then he heard that both sides have been talking since the winter meeting. So, you know, 
hard to see where, where there's the truth lied in all that stuff. But um, I guess, you know, two-year deal there. Again, not terrible by Cashman. Uh, if he turns out to be a headache, you know, you do have a, an emergency exit. Just get rid of him because it's only a, a two-year deal there. So not the worst in the world. So, you know, again, I'll give good, solid B+. Plus. Maybe even A minus for Cashman on this one. Um, you know, good quality pitch as long as he doesn't get hurt and everything like that. Um, you know, I think he should work out for the Yankees. He's got to hope he keeps his attitude in check. You know, don't get into Twitter fights with people. Just, you know, he's got to ignore that, but we'll see what happens. So that's the episode, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.